0: I'm Clegg Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The lines are open for you tonight. You can call in 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. It's a very important show for a lot of people. I believe that what I'm going to say tonight is very important, especially when you're trying to figure out what is really going on behind the scenes. This is not conspiracy theory I'm giving you tonight. This is reality. Okay. I know a lot of people, you know, they say, "Well, you know, Clyde talks about conspiracy theory." Yeah, I observe it. I talk about it. I analyze it. Some of it I don't believe. Some of it I haven't given. Uh, I haven't given a stage to like QAnon and others because I just think to myself, you know, there it takes a lot of hard work to try and reveal what is going on behind the scenes or reveal how things are done and why and how the operators think, those who are in charge, how they think. You know, I go to social media and I see people still posting anti-Trump stuff. My blood starts to turn acidic because I realize that these people are not finding joy in their decision about their vote for Joe Biden. Has anyone ever stopped and wondered why, even though the people have spoken about a new president, that these same people cannot let go of Donald Trump? I mean, I was listening to conservative radio. They're still in the Trump camp. It's it's still this sort of cult of personality that still is there. It's like, you know, the Republican Party existed before Trump became president of the United States, right? And Joe Biden is not a savior. Not in any stretch. And the conspiracy has never been any conspiracy theory or conspiracy has never been about a political party. It's always been about the state against the people. And the hate right now, even though we're supposed to be unifying, we're supposed to be feeling better under this new president, the hate remains as we prepare for the show trial. Of President Trump with a needless impeachment or needless gathering together of these uh, 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 of these uh, I don't know what you call them anymore. They they just something that the oligarchs know. They know that having this get together on february eighth, they know that it's gonna seed more hostility as they waste more money carrying out something that's not gonna heal wounds, but tear away scabs. Now, if you ask why we have to continue this path of hate, you're immediately called a Trump supporter or worse. But I am now learning quickly that these so-called party cultists are playing along because they think that they're included in this little resistance. They think they're included in this little group, this this happy little group. They think they're included, okay? I'm sure many in the Trump camp think they're included. I'm sure Trump included a few people and made people feel good. But I'm seeing here that people are a little bit, I don't know, they're too trusting. They're under the impression that they're doing their part and that they will be rewarded for their loyalty and their devotion. Well, they're lying to themselves. They lie to themselves thinking that all this showboating is going to make them feel better and these choices are for the betterment of the country. But they're not, okay? They're not. They're making a mockery of the country. They make a mockery of the Constitution. They make a mockery of the vote. And those that claim that they're doing this for you are not doing it for you. They're doing it for themselves. In an ideal democracy, a government serves at the behest of the people and should therefore serve the people or risk being voted out or worse. Now, in the sort of world where like, for example, let's, let's, let's think of a, you know, I always relate to movies. I relate to books. I relate to things I see and read and participate in. Let's, let's, let's talk about Alan Moore for a minute. Alan Moore wrote V for Vendetta. And we all know about the movie V for Vendetta. It was supposed to have happened in 2020. That's when the time was set where a disease, a plague, basically puts England into the position that's in. The United States is in a horrible position as well. But in *Viva Vendetta, Alan Moore suggested that the people outnumber the politicians. So there's no reason why the politicians should be in charge of the people. The people should be in charge of the politicians. And that a mass uprising or a revolution with widespread strikes or similar could overthrow a corrupt government or an illegitimate government. Okay. Now, we all know that the reason why we're in the situation we're in now is because of what happened on January 6th. But let's go a little further here. Let's go to the Wall Street attacks, okay? This is what I see as the real revolution. Not storming the Capitol, not not the cries of, oh, my God, what went wrong? I'm going to die. I almost died. People I don't trust in Congress, blah, 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 blah. Just keeping this going. When the Wall Street attacks, when the GameStop rebellion happened, that, I believe, was the real, the real deal. And I think that the Wall Street attack is just the beginning. I think that perhaps total strikes, see, in Argentina we call the totales, where the entire state or the entire uh, country went on strike. Either the buses went on strike or some very important thing like a, a utility went on strike. And people would realize that it's the people that make the machine work. Not the government, but the people do. So the reason why these total strikes were done, the reason why Wall Street happened was because it was a way to debase the oligarchy. You you see, it has nothing to do with politics, okay? You may think it does, and the media wants you to think it does. But it has everything to do with the conspiracy against the average American and how the average American fights back against the establishment oligarchy. Okay? They, the establishment, are making it a fight for survival. They, the establishment, have had the upper hand for so long, and now what we're seeing here, Is equilibrium. Some will say it's justice. Some will say this is justice. This is, I mean, there's no political agenda, really. I mean, all lives don't matter when you're poor, and the attitude of the political elite is breeding anarchy. There is an old saying that is attributed to Thomas Jefferson. However, I'm not so sure if he said it, but if you put it in a Facebook message, you get flagged for, you get fact checked for false information. But it says, when the governments fear their people, there is liberty. When the people fear their government, there is tyranny. Now, in fact, like I said, you, you post that on a Facebook page. They'll fact check it because it's usually followed by quotes about the people's rights to bear arms. But we're learning that fighting tyranny doesn't always have to include the use of guns. Not with Wall Street. Not what happened to Wall Street. No, no. Or if you decided you wanted to have a, a total strike. Or if you wanted to do something that would kind of slow down or or, or or stop the progress Of those you are feeling as though you're being treated badly by. You know, sometimes it takes brains to figure out the best way to storm the castle and create a revolution. We all know that Antifa and Black Lives Matter have been at this uh, since the summer. But of course, you know, the sloppiness of uh, what happened on January 6th is now all over the news. And it's all over uh, putting paranoia in everybody's minds about domestic terrorism and all that stuff. When I reported about, well, it was a couple of days ago, I talked about the short squeeze. But it, was, it was last week, actually, I think. Last week, I talked about the short squeeze. And, and attentive listeners to my program, they sent me a couple of emails. And they reminded me that 10 years ago, I wrote an article that was eventually published in the fall 2012 issue of Paranoia Magazine that predicted that there would be a rebellion against Wall Street and that the ones behind it would be savvy programmers who would use software or a virus that would expose the corrupt establishment. There was a the first published article since my national syndication agreement with Premier Networks. It was kind of all timed well because it came out, they did a whole story on me, and then I wrote that story, and it was called The Storm is Coming. And a lot of people signed up for Aftermath.media to read that article. That, that article is in Paranoia and it's available in the library. And so I decided I wanted to go to the library and read it over again, and I did. And when I read it over, I wanted to then, I mean, it was funny because I was up till four in the morning on Sunday watching The Dark Knight Rises, which is the Christopher Nolan Batman film, where Bane is the main character, and the League of Shadows, and, and of course Bruce Wayne is you know out of commission, and uh, Harvey Dent is dead, and you know just a whole bunch, I mean, Gotham is just completely in shambles. I mean Gotham wanted to believe in their own savior, Harvey Dent, who was a very smart, savvy, good-looking American man who who reached out to the people. We, he was the he was the people's candidate. And then he died or then he lost favor with Gotham and Batman lost favor with Gotham and 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 everything was falling apart in Gotham City. Kind of like what's going on in the country right now. Except this was released like 10 years ago. Okay. But I saw this this uh situation where Bain goes to the goes to wall street and using uh, some sort of a, a software program or or some it was some way he could look into you know gutting the rich and taking their money away from them and i i i was just watching that thinking to myself wow you know what was it that i saw in this film and believe me, I saw it again. When I saw it again at home last Sunday night, it was darker to me than it was that I remember when I saw it in the theater. Because when I saw it in the theater, I thought, "Oh, it's another Batman movie. It's Christopher Nolan. It's great. It's Christian Bale as Batman. Anne Hathaway is playing the part of Catwoman. Selena Kyle. It was a great show." This time, however, it wasn't as pleasant to watch because it reminded me of reality now and how this could have been predictive programming for what we're in the middle in now. And if it is, if it was direct predictive programming or retro causality, or whatever you want to call it, then we're in for some very interesting times. And I'll explain to you what's going on and what is happening. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is how I see the future. This is me putting on my futurism hat, the futurist hat that I wear sometimes when I do shows like these. So pay attention because we're going to try and open up a window to the future. 503-225-0860. That's 503 860 I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts, or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform plus the archive shows and podcasts it's 9.99 a month again that's aftermath.media that's aftermath.media thanks for supporting Ground Zero